Welcome to the Rebel Fitness Podcast, episode number 15. It is Tuesday, October 20th, and it is 3.59 p.m., which stands for post-mortem. That's not true. <laughs> what does it stand for? I don't know. Why don't we know that? A.M.? It's not like uh, B.C. and A.D., because I know A.D. is like Aminos Diminos Christos or something. <laughs> It's Latin. And BC is before Christ, so I don't know why that's not Latin. <laughs> oh, maybe there is like a, a Latin for it. We don't know it, but we just say after. Oh, maybe it's Beatrice Crispy. <laughs> Beatrice Crispy? <laughs> Something like that. Um, we forgot to come up with a topic for yes, this episode. Uh, give us one moment. We'll be right back with the topic. Today's topic is meaning. How do you find, no, what do you find meaningful in life? What gives your life meaning? And what is there a meaning to life? And what do you think the meaning of life is? Okay. Well, that's a really, really big question. So I think I'll start with just what are the things that, what give meaning to my life? And, um, I think the reason we should say the reason we're doing this topic is because I really want to talk about something positive today. A lot of times we talk about the issues that we have and how we deal with them. And I just want to just talk about what's good. Um, Sounds good. Yeah. So literally I will <laughs> <laughs> not to be redundant or anything. <laughs> talking about good is good. Um, so I'll, I'll just start. First of all, I think I, it, it has to be like family. Um, I just had, you know, a really awesome weekend visiting with my grandsons and my son and my daughter-in-law, even for just a few hours was just so, it was so meaningful because now I pay attention to what I'm doing when I'm having, uh, you know, a meaningful moment or a, a, an interaction with somebody. So it was really, really lovely, just very spur of the moment, hadn't really planned on going and didn't do anything in particular, just spent time with them. And for me, that really made the weekend really good. So I think there's there's two levels of meaning, right, that in my life that I get. And one of them is relational. Like, so the meaning that I get out of life is often derived from my interactions with other people. Like, if you don't have any friends and people to talk to and interact with, life is kind of meaningless, mm -hmm. I feel like. But the other half of that, and I need both of them in my own life to be, to feel like I have a meaningful life, is my output. Generally, my creative output. But the things that I do that I feel like are contributing in some way. So, like, the two pillars of meaning for me are my interactions with other people and then my creative output. And <clears throat> I'm curious, what do you think? Do you think that everybody needs both of those things? Or is it just some people can have just... Because, like, you know, there's sometimes there's like uh, crazy loners who have creative output that is incredible, and that's like a real contribution. And then other times there's people who have zero creative output, but their interactions with other people are like it's fantastic and like when you're around them it's so positive yeah i don't i don't think that everybody has to have those two um and in fact you've obviously put a little bit more thought into this um 
like what are the two pillars for you um i don't know that everybody has two pillars or one pillar or 10 pillars but i do think that people who find their lives meaningful do have some and i'll just use the word pillars because you used them but they do have a few distinct areas of their life that they really feel like are working on all cylinders when they are when they're when they're feeling satisfied with their lives and they're finding meaning and and oftentimes it's relational oftentimes it is creativity but oftentimes it is other things like solitude quiet um accomplishment like a lot of people don't need to create anything they need um they need to have accomplishments but they don't necessarily create anything they are part of somebody else's creation but they're the ones that get it done they, you know, they, they're not the idea guy. Mm-hmm. They're not the 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 impetus for something to happen. They are the machine that gets it done and get a lot of joy out of that. I'm one of those people. Um, I can be creative, and sometimes I need to be. But more often, I'm really good at helping somebody else with a, who has an idea or something they want to accomplish and helping them get it done. Mm-hmm. How to, how to do it? So I I don't think that 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 you could say everybody has those two but yeah i actually didn't think while i was saying it i was just posing it as a question for it to spark discussion well well, and it did (laughs) Um, because i know people specifically who like that second example i gave who don't really have much creative output but they're just like presence and their interactions with other people are like invaluable like literally invaluable they bring other people up and I think everybody has like certain like uh, like I don't want to say purposes, but they have each person has like a role in society, and it changes all the time. So I'm not saying you're stuck with that role, but you fulfill different roles for different things. Like for some people, I'm not like uh, like lots of times for some people, I'm just a like a video guy, right? I'm mm-hmm. just like I'm a guy who makes videos for you, and that's it. For other people, I don't make any videos for you. I'm the guy you hang out with. For other people, it's like whatever. Or for some people, I'm like your Zumba teacher, right? Mm-hmm. And I, the, all, all the other aspects of my life are like they're totally irrelevant to that person. But it's still meaningful to them just on that one level. So I think there's different levels of meaning all over the place. And you fulfill different meanings for different people. Oh, yeah. And I, aspects. I think we are so unaware of how we touch other people's lives and other people are unaware of how they touch our lives. Um, We learned that really well when we had our one year anniversary and our students made those little books for us. Um, They were, you know, photos and comments from people. And there were comments in there from people who basically said, you know, the studio had changed their lives. And, you know, they came in and out and we talked to them. We knew them but had no idea we had that kind of impact. And we have that happen a lot. But I know that there, that there are people who have touched my life, you know, sometimes just a total stranger. They've gone on their whole day and have no idea. I got a good one. Okay. okay. So there is I thought this, you must. You had a big smile on your yeah, face. Yeah, <laughs> just I was thinking about it. I don't know what effect she had, but I remember in high school, early high school, there's this girl named Sarah Robinson. Never talked to her. Like I probably talked to her one time ever. 
but I literally thought she was the cutest girl in the entire school. Like I, I've, I, she wasn't like the most popular or by far the most attractive to like, it just, if you had to pick somebody, people generally wouldn't say it, but for some reason to me, she appealed like perfectly. And at the time I had no ability to even speak to her, <laughs> but it's so funny because I wonder, um, if she, like her going through her life now, I think she's married now. I, I like stalked her on Facebook one time. I was going to say, have you stalked her? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I haven't thought about her like at all in like years until like a month or two ago and when I stalked her. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> it's so funny because she has no idea that I thought that way about her. Like how could she? So just imagine all the different way, different people out there who have thought something about you that you have no idea about, like either for good or bad, but yeah. it's probably mostly good. Like I think for bad, usually you just strike, strike that from your mind and then you don't think about it anymore. But just imagine all the people who are like, oh yeah, that, that one time that, that Cindy did that for me or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, I'm thinking about even, even things like, um, some random conversation in the line at the grocery store and and i can think of a few of them right now with with different people where we just somehow talked there was a there was a cashier i think at whole foods or one of the or earth fair one of them anyway um i had bought um some salmon and somehow i started talking to the person behind me and had this deep conversation about how, how eating well is a way of treating yourself well you mm -hmm. know that eating what really helps your body and and she mentioned a few things that really stuck with me um and I was so happy the rest of the day that I'd made that you know that that connection and I, I was thinking about it all day long I was like yeah somebody else is thinking about this and we we exchanged the emails and we're going to um exchange information on how to make coconut ice cream but we never did yeah but but still i remember that conversation and how good i felt that whole day that we we'd talk to each other you know what else i think is interesting is um just what you just said it doesn't really have anything to do with the topic per se but i think a lot of times uh we have an idea about how we should behave and how we should act that um like, for instance, right there, right? Sometimes I feel like we we try to get too much out of something that doesn't need to be... Like, that interaction, that's fine that it's like that. Oh, there's a great example, okay? So that, that interaction right there, you're like, oh, yeah, we should exchange numbers and become friends and all that. Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. But that doesn't diminish the meaning of that interaction because that's it, a good point. it doesn't last and all this stuff. And the best example I've ever heard of this is that... um. So, uh, plug your ears if you're kids or whatever. They said, so, um, sex, for instance, right? Okay. It's like, how long does that last? Well, I don't know. It's like, depending on the session, right? <laughs> but the, that doesn't make it any less, like, meaningful, desirable, enjoyable, because it's a short interaction, you know? So, in the same way, like, these random interactions we have with people out there, like they're maybe even more meaningful because they're only like short interactions. I don't know. But. Yeah, maybe. Like, I, I, it's weird that I remember this, and and oftentimes when I smile at a stranger, I think about this. But 
I can remember being in junior high school and going to our high school football stadium during some track event or, I don't know, some sporting event, and walking up the stairs and some elderly man walking down and we smiled at each other. I remember it. It, it pops into my head a lot. I have no idea who he was. Um, whether he remembers that we smiled at each other or not, it, it doesn't make any difference. It made me feel good. It still makes me feel good when I think about it. It was such a sincere smile. I, I brought this up like a few episodes ago, and I've been kind of bringing it up all the time, I think. But it's really struck me recently how important every single interaction is. That is what makes up your life, is every single interaction. And I think one of the pitfalls I've always fallen into is that I'm like, oh man, if, if, if there's only this way and this way and this way, then I could finally have these interactions with people. Or like, if I just wasn't so busy, <laughs> then I could have this interaction with you. And then it finally occurred to me, it's like, no, that's never gonna happen. Nope. It's kind of like when I was trying to play basketball, maybe I talked about this before, but I was trying to play basketball and I was trying to do conditioning, right? You have to do running and stuff. And I was like, man, one day I'm just gonna be conditioned. And it finally hit me, I was like, no. I'm always I'll, I'll never be conditioned. It's you have to keep it up. Yeah. You will always have to do it. So in the same way, the inbox inbox is never cleared, like you said before. So it's time to start behaving and interacting with people and finding the meaning that you want out of life right now. Yeah. Because circumstances will never be perfect. No. And there's new challenges all the time. Like you will never get to the point where it's like, okay, I'm set. Now I can just coast, right? Nor would you want to. Well, that's very true. Okay, let me give you another example. Camera gear, right? I would love it if they would just make the perfect camera, stop improving technology, but it's never going to happen. So I always have to keep upgrading. I don't have to, but I want to keep upgrading, and the upgrades are worth it, right? So if I ever try to like say, oh, man, I'm just, I just want this to be static, right? Then you stop living. When you want things to be static and still, it's it goes against like the principle of existence, I feel like. I mean, huh. maybe I'm wrong. But just look at like uh, Olympic times, right? A 100-meter dash. The fastest person back in the 20s is slower than a middle schooler. I don't know if that stat's exactly right, but there's a great infographic like on YouTube, and it shows you how much faster people have gotten. Like literally, the world champion was slower than a high schooler is now. That's amazing. Yeah, so I think the universe has a tendency to always push towards better and better. So, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that exactly, but I, I don't know either. But I, I think you're right, and and we've talked a little bit about this before, like. Like people always say they don't, they hate change, but, but the people don't really hate change because they don't like to be bored and, and you're always looking for some new stimuli, stimuli to get you going. Um, but, but nothing ever really stays the same and life is movement, you know, emotions, the word emotion comes from the word motion oh, that's true yeah. yeah you know we're all you're it's always electronic moving. motion <laughs> yeah it's you know we emote um we move we just our just like basic science i remember in kid grade school i don't remember if they i don't know if they still define it this way but for something to be alive they yeah when i was in school they did yeah you know it had to you know 
take in energy. In and, and, but one of them, one of them was that it has to move. And so we are always moving. We're always changing in some way. But it doesn't matter what it is. Everything moves. Like, yeah. you just have to look deep enough until you see the yeah. like, particles moving, yeah. for instance. So everything, so maybe everything's alive. Well, I think maybe that's, like, kind of a clue to dissatisfaction. We talked about satisfaction one episode. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the clue is that you're not moving in the right way for you. Yeah. I think that's where the dissatisfaction comes from because your body is trying to move to that. Yeah, it's always it's always moving yeah. and it's always sometimes we're fighting, we're we're swimming upstream, sometimes we're you know, we're going right along with the flow. Um but we're always always trying to we're always impro- we're always building. Like every moment if you're getting, you know, proper nutrition, proper rest, you're building your body as you go. You know, we never get to a point where it just I guess we do, we die. I guess it does stop someday. Um, well, you don't know what happens after that. That's like actually the great mystery. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. When you die, you get to find out. Yeah. It's like uh, the ultimate Zelda secret. <laughs> you die and it goes, do, 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 do. And then you, <laughs> you open the treasure chest and you get to find out. Yeah, but I think you're right, though. You do have to, you have to take advantage of every moment and just... It's stop thinking that your life is going to start someday. Yes. It's already started. Yes. And, and and the sooner you realize that, the less of it you miss. Yeah. And if you're paying attention to it, no matter what it is, at least it has turned this turned out this way for me, even though I, I don't always pay attention, but when I do pay attention to the moments of my life, I'm so much more satisfied. I feel like my life has meaning even when I don't quote accomplish anything i don't mark anything off my list you know um i do make a list we you know we try to i have things that need to be done and i try to get them all done but there are things that come up in between you know just yesterday my friend called and said you know i have two kids trying to do math they're both in tears because i can't teach them what are you doing can you come down and and it didn't even occur to me for a minute to say no because that was the perfect thing for me to be doing right then I was calm. I was not involved. I was not in the drama of it, and it and it was it was perfectly easy to get them through that. And that's what made that's what made that moment in my life was to be able to stop everything else, do what needed to be done, and enjoy doing it, and pay it. You know, kind of observe it as it was going on. I was like, okay, I got I got mom's mom's coming down the kids are coming down everybody's happy um and i think that's what life's just about i think that is the meaning you know it's funny because i've kind of made a shift in my own life recently where i'm focusing less on all of my complaints and all how the world is not bending to my will and doing what i want it to do and i've kind of made that shift using that same attitude it's it's interesting but i kind of like flipped it on its head I took that same self-righteousness that the world should be doing what I want it to do and then instead just used that self-righteous energy and said, no, I don't care what the world's doing. I'm going to still be who I want to be and making my life what I want it to be despite all that other stuff. So like uh, stuck in traffic, didn't get enough sleep, somebody's hassling me, whatever. I, instead of being like, oh God, why does it have to be like this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, nope. Yep. It's like that. But I really want to be happy. I really want to have a good interaction with somebody. 
I'm just going to do that instead. Or no, I'm going to do that despite these hurdles to do it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It does. It does make sense to me. Um, and I think part of the part of the making the switch is to stop the thought that there's something to complain about, like that there's some purpose for complaining. Yeah. Like if if you can complain and change something, by all means, if you can, you know, say to someone, oh, I you're doing this. You might not realize how it makes me feel. Could you not do that? and then they change, then that is the perfect time to, quote, complain. But if you're just going to complain like, you know, this traffic shouldn't be here, this weather shouldn't be bad, this, that, you are totally wasting that energy, that moment of your life. Um, Unless you get some satisfaction out of the actual complaining, which I think people do. There are oh, people yeah, who, who get it. For sure. um, oh, you know what it is, man? It's just like everything else. Like, you know how I've said before that the internet, cell phones, instant messaging, all this stuff is a super roundabout way of trying to do what we're doing right now. Talking to each other. It's talking <laughs> to each other. I think in the same way, people, it's a risk-free, uh, you don't have to be vulnerable and like to tell your life story way to interact with somebody else and share a common viewpoint if you complain about something that somebody else also wants to complain about it's like right away yeah it's like your brains are connected and you like finally click on something with somebody else and you're like oh that's great because like uh say you wanted to talk about food and you don't share any common interests on food then it's like it's not as fun to have that conversation right you're like oh i like apple pie oh i hate apple pie i like sushi oh i hate sushi (laughs) And then you're just like, well, I'm not sure why we're even talking to each other. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's not as fun to disagree as it is to agree, I feel like. Yeah. So complaining is a way to agree without when nobody gets hurt. It's a uh, nebulous thing yeah. that gets yeah. ba- bashed, but the traffic don't care that you're complaining about it. No, no, it, that's true. Um, although I actually think that that both people actually, while you've made a connection, you've you've made a connection using something negative, and and that might be a good starter. If 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 all else fails, but I think you both end up your your way of um, your way of communicating or your way of being at that moment goes down a notch. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, if you believe in vibrations or whatever, you know, it's a pretty low vibration when you're talking about, you know, complaining. Yeah, it's like low-hanging you, fruit. Yeah, yeah, it's low-hanging yeah, it's fruit. Not, yeah. But it, it does, I think you're you're right, that it, it actually proves that we're just trying to connect with somebody. Right. Don't know how. Or have tried in the past in a more positive way or in a more vulnerable way and got your heart stomped on. Right. Um, so... That is, that's the safe way to do it. doesn't really help you either one very much, but at least you've connected. And we have such a fundamental need to do that, that even that feels good. You know, speaking of meaning, I think this, well, and also speaking of meaning and speaking about things that you complain about, those things that you complain about kind of like you get to define yourself when those things happen, right? Like, uh, when somebody is like controlling you, for instance, right. And you're in a controlling relationship and you keep letting it happen and you don't stand up for yourself. 
every time you get controlled, that is an opportunity to express who you are. You're like, no, like you can't control me. Stop. I, I'm not going to be a part of this. The conversation's over. I will not take this anymore. In the same way, if you're stuck in traffic and you're being angry and you're like, oh, God, I hate this traffic so much. And you're like, who am I? Am I a person who is happy or am I a person who just gets upset? And then that's a chance for you to define yourself and say, nope, I'm a person who's happy regardless of what else is happening. I'm a person who is not going to be upset about something that's out of my control. And that's your chance to define yourself. And you define yourself by being what you said that you are. Yeah, and we've talked about this before that if you want to be something and you're not, the only way to get that way is to have the opportunity to do exactly that. So if if your life goes along, you know, exactly according to plan – then you have no emotional muscle at all to deal with it when it doesn't. Right. But every little experience that you have from day to day, even just the the experience of of getting the things done that you want to get done, that's, well, I haven't really thought about this before, but in, in, and I think if I am more aware of it, it will help me to get things done. Just actually getting the things done that you want to have happen in your life you know, the mundane things, doing the dishes, getting the laundry done, keep, you know, all of those things. That is defining yourself every moment that you do or don't do it. And, oh, maybe I don't want to be defined that way. <laughs> well, I realize that I've just ta- had a little conversation all by myself. But um, this weekend when I was trying to decide whether to go visit you know, my family or stay here and get caught up on some things. You made the comment, you know, no, 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 no. You know, later on, you're not going to go, God, I really, really am so glad I stayed and got caught up a little bit um, (laughs) on stuff that's never going to be finished. Um, But you're not going to say that, but you will go, God, I'm so glad I got to see August when he was a month old on his one month birthday, which I didn't even realize when I went, but that was his one oh, month that's birthday. Great. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, for me, the kind of person I want to be is the kind of person who values those interactions over getting everything checked off my list right that's that's mundane that will just keep happening over and over again but he will never be a month old ever again so for me like okay i totally am with you on that but also part of how i've defined myself is like no i refuse to let that keep happening like i'm just i i i i refuse to be buried by my own doing you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like dishes, for example. I refuse any longer to keep being buried in dishes because I can't change my own behavior. So like I will prioritize interactions with people over trying to fix that problem, but I also refuse to believe that I can't fix that problem. So that there's my quick quick tidbit for you. Okay. In case <laughs> hit, in case hit. you in case you've ever given up a hope. Because I'm a very, like, ultimately optimistic person. I'm pessimistic in the moment. But, like, when it comes to the ending, it's secured. Like, in my, like, future heart of hearts, my current heart of hearts, I know the future of for everybody is secure. Like, it's you are going to get the happy ending that you're looking for. And 
nobody gonna take that away from you, son. <laughs> like, it's gonna happen. Maybe not in this lifetime. <laughs> I don't know about that. But even in this lifetime, I really feel like it's secured. If you hold on to that, how could it not be secured? Right? Well, and if you are living your life each moment, it's secure each of those moments. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. It's you're still not, you know, down the road is not it. Right. It's secure right now. Can you decide this very moment to be happy? No matter what is happening, can you decide to be happy? And that's all it takes for your life to be happy. Now, you can, you know, you can complain that you don't have this, you don't have that. Yep. Is there anything that you need at this exact moment? So if you're not in, you know, the emergency room with your, you know, your blood flowing out because you've been mashed by something, then you can be. And that, that may be an over-exaggeration. Of, yeah. But, no, I but, think But in this general. exact moment, even, even like last week when I was sick, it's the first time that I've ever gotten sick that while I was sick, I was like, I am perfectly happy to lay here and let my body do its job. I didn't, I wasn't texting people. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything but staying under the covers, recuperating, but being aware of it. So I was perfectly happy. I wasn't like, oh, I can't believe I'm sick. I'm not getting to do this. I'm not doing that. Nope. Didn't worry about anything else. Just went, nope, this is, this is, this is what I'm doing today. This is my meditation is to heal. And I've never thought about that before. So I must be making some kind of progress, progress yeah, yeah. in in living my moment, my life moment to moment, as opposed to going, if I only get this done, I'll be everything will be okay. If I get, you know, if I get my laundry finished, I will, you know, then I'll be organized. No. I, I'm like you. I think someday I really will be organized. It's just that I have to peel things back a layer at a time and I'm a little slower and mm-hmm. I started a lot later than you. <laughs> yeah. I think the other problem is you have to stop the, the exacerbating problem, right? Uh, I'll use a simple example. If you want to make, or if you want to save money, you got to stop spending money. If you want to reduce clutter, you have to at least st- stop the, the clutter building yeah like if that's step one and you have to be very consistent at that before you can start chipping away at the other part i think that might be is that what you're missing i don't know if that's i think that probably is i'll tell you one of the hardest things i have (laughs) is paper receipts mail all of those things they just pile up you don't seem to get enough pleasure out of throwing things away that might be it (laughs) because i love when somebody gives me a piece of crappy paper and i'm like I'm going to recycle this so fast that before you even get out of that that door right there, it's going to be in that recycle bin. Like uh, today, the Yellow Pages guy came out, came by while I was clipping my fingernails outside on the porch, and he gave me a flyer. Apparently, we don't get yellow books, which is great, but he gave me a flyer to say you should get yellow books. I'm like, no, we shouldn't. But um, as soon as he gave it to me, I went inside and I put it in the recycle bin. If there were you, you'd probably just set it on the table, right? Probably would. <laughs> um, I did I did start doing one thing, and that is when I get the mail out of the mailbox, I look at what is not real mail, mail what's, what's junk mail, and I try to throw it in the trash can. But that's only if I get the mail during the day when the weather's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> if it's at night, I, I don't want to be outside, you know, by the trash can at oh night. Or goodness. if the weather is really bad, then I, you know, I take it inside and do I throw it in the trash can or the recycling in the house? Nope, set it on the table. Wow. Okay, well. But that was quite a tangent. We that just was it. Just was going through. I was like, "How does that get back to meaning? <laughs> the meaning in my life?" Well, I, you know, I don't know. It really doesn't. All I know is that moment to moment is how you find meaning in life. Yeah. Well, I can tie that back in. Is like my, I enjoy organizing things, and if that's a way I find meaning in life, I think we should stop questioning everything, man. Like, we question so much stuff, like, oh, I shouldn't be so enthralled with organizing because, like, how is that human existence? Uh, It's like, I don't know. It's like maybe your brain just loves doing it because because you do love it and you're alive. Just go with it, you know? Go with whatever it is that you enjoy doing or that that feels right, you know? Like, uh, I can't remember what I was – oh, the whole concept of being embarrassed about something, right? As a human being – we get to decide what is embarrassing, what's not embarrassing. Because to an animal, nothing is embarrassing. Like, it, it, the concept doesn't even exist for them. They're pooping with their butthole just <laughs> out for the world, and then everybody's looking at them. They don't care at all. They're just like, mm, yeah, I'm pooping, pooping. And then we get embarrassed about everything. Like, oh, yeah, I'm embarrassed I like to do this. I'm embarrassed I do this. I'm embarrassed about this. And it's like, it. It's just so old to me. I think it's because I've done it so much and like I'm so tired of it. I'm like, no, I'm not. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. And actually, so I started doing my daily vlogs with my camera. And that's been a really good practice for me because when you do a vlog, you're pointing a camera at yourself, talking to yourself. Like you look crazy. You look self-absorbed. You look this and that. And I'm like, mm, that could all be true. Yeah, could. I could be crazy. I could be self-absorbed. I'm doing it anyway. Well, you know, I, I'm not even sure that it is, actually, because the only difference between you and everybody else is that everybody else is go- saying all that stuff silently <laughs> inside. Yeah. People are talking to themselves every day, all day long, and usually pretty crappy treatment of themselves. Yeah. Um, and, and they're just not saying it out loud. You are saying it out loud and, and making a record of it. So. Well, even taking that, talking to yourself if you feel bad about the fact that you talk to yourself it's just like it's exactly what i'm saying don't feel bad about that yeah just do it anyway who cares let's all just like let's just do what we do and if you get that feeling oh i don't like that i do this just change it and don't don't be embarrassed about it don't be like constantly trying to like explain it like oh yeah i'm changing now i mean that's the this is all let me preface this real quick. When I say things, I'm not like saying that I don't do this and I'm like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm saying all these things because I do this. Yeah. And well, I'm, and it helps you re- helps you make the change. Right. Exactly. To say it out loud. Yeah. Me too. Like sometimes, you know, you were at you at we talk here in this and and I talk about my experiences as if I'm 100 percent that way. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm on a journey, too. Yeah. I'm just. But saying it out loud reminds me. And, and I don't think it's like it makes me accountable, but it, it in a way it kind of does. I'm like, okay, I've, I've put it out there. Mm-hmm. I've, I've drawn attention to it. Yeah. So now I, I, it helps me remember to behave that way. Yeah. I will tell you that helping people with their nutrition has changed my nutrition 
a hundred times. I mean, just constantly. Yeah, because it's constantly reminding you. Oh, I just want to go back to being embarrassed about things real quick. Um, another reason why you don't need to be embarrassed about anything is because there are people out there who are not embarrassed about. I mean, I'm kind of going against what I'm saying here because I feel like there are some things that I'm like, yo, that's just ridiculous. But maybe just in another way, good for you. There's a guy named like Creflo Williams, Creflo Johnson. I don't know. He's one of these mega church guys on TV. He, it's so unbelievable. I can't even like describe it. He said something like, God wants me to have a multi-million dollar jet and you are going to help me get it through donations. And he just says it openly to people and people clap for him. So, if somebody is bold enough <laughs> to say that they deserve a multi-million dollar jet, whatever, I'm pretty sure that whatever you want out of life and whatever you think is good is not nearly as ridiculous as that. And I can't even say that it's ridiculous because by my logic, like, I guess it's not ridiculous. If you no, say it, and people are going to go along with it. Absolutely. Good for you, Creflo. <laughs> <laughs> Doing... <laughs> Doing good job, job out there. No, no, no. You're doing God's work, son. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I. Well, just watch children. Well, okay. Before you get into that, remember okay. your thought. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, just going back to that real quick. It's not what I choose, and that is how I'm defining myself. He's clearly defining himself some other way. I don't have to interact with him. He has no relevance to my life go on okay um i just want to talk about like being embarrassed we are taught to be embarrassed because when you know i just look at my two grandchildren yeah, give all the the everett things that he <laughs> says <laughs> like what he said the other day <laughs> i'll tell it if you're not going to <laughs> okay well i was just going to say like the difference between august who's a month old who He's just being a baby. Like he has, he has no th no thought of manipulating at all. Like he's just exploring how to use his eyes, how to use his hands, and and he's you know, he's already becoming, you know, a little functioning human being in that you know he's like tracking with his eyes. He smiles a little when you make you know this or that, and and I watched Everett go through the same thing, but he does get embarrassed now a little bit about things and and. I'm sure it's not from anybody on purpose, but just different reactions he's gotten from the world around him for things that he do he does. So we learn to be embarrassed um, about things as time goes by. He's not embarrassed about very much, though. I can't, in fact, I can't even think of an, an, an instance right now. I know that he gets upset, you know, when he doesn't get his way or whatever. But if you'd like to tell the story, <laughs> okay, just go I'll right ahead. So he's going to the bathroom, or he had an accident, right? Yeah. And then he didn't have his pants on, and he walks up to you and goes, "Hey, Grandma, this is my penis." <laughs> and it's just like he's not embarrassed about it. He's just like he's like fascinated by it. It's like, "Oh, check this out! Yeah, this is cool." Or another time, he's like he's like holding himself, and I said, "Honey, do you have to go to the bathroom?" He's like, "Nope, just holding my penis." <laughs> yes, good on you. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> it's. I think really, it's just. It makes life a lot lighter, right? Yeah. When you don't have to examine, oh, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that wrong. And you know, it's like, 
I feel like I'm repeating myself a lot, but I feel like... uh, It's a big theme. Yeah. It's a really big theme. We've been... uh, It's... You get lots of feedback that what you're doing is not right. And it's understandable that we have this notion that, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Well, and... And and it's like like my automatic response. That's the worst part. That is the worst part, is that it's, it's it's, it's your way of behaving... Because you you can't even do it the other way without practice. It's sad that now as an adult, we have to practice acting naturally. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you an example. So I'm sitting outside. I got my cell phone in my pocket playing a podcast. I got my camera in the other hand. I'm about to set it up to film myself. I'm about to cut my toenails and fingernails sitting on the front porch. Then I see the Yellow Pages guy. And my first thought is not... Oh, there's Yellow Pages guy. My first thought is, oh, am I doing anything that I shouldn't be doing that I don't want the Yellow Pages guy to see? (laughs) (laughs) The fact that you actually had that full conscious thought. Yeah. It says a lot. Yeah. I mean, like when I examine it, it's like that was my, that, it's it's a miracle. My body is like a beast when I think about it, that it survived school. Like the amount of sh- mental stress that I put it under through that 24 hours, not 24 hours a day, the entire length of school, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. or whatever, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. How did you learn anything? I mean, how did you have time to study? Well, like to actually learn facts? Just uh, there would be brief periods of repose when everybody's paying attention to the teacher talking. So that's the only time, really. Any other time, constantly thinking about what I'm doing, yeah. what I'm doing, what I'm doing. Um, oh, man, I want to do school again so badly. Like, oh, my God. I mean, I don't actually. That'd be terrible. <laughs> but just thinking back on school, I'd be like, oh, my God, it'd be so easy. Not that it, not like schoolwork-wise, but just like existing-wise. I'd be like, oh, God, what a relief. Just you walk down the hall and you just smile at people. Like, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what up? Yep. Um, and I I will tell you that I learned a lesson when I went back from my, one of my class reunions, maybe the 30th or 35th, I don't remember what year it was, but somebody made a, like a, a DVD of various home movies from school. And when I was going through school, I thought the whole place revolved around me, like that everybody was paying attention to what I was doing in a good or a bad way. Uh-huh. I just thought, you know, if there was a DVD of our class during high school i would be in it a lot i don't even think i showed up in the whole (laughs) thing and and at first it like the first time i watched it and we're all watching it together i was i was like that's really weird that i'm not in that more than i am i think i was in it a little bit but hardly at all and then i realized you know what the person making that wasn't in my group of people that hung out and and the whole feeling of, of starting to be negative, like, you know, something's wrong with me that I wasn't in it, went away immediately, and I was able to really enjoy it. But the lesson that I learned is, no, the world doesn't revolve around me. People are not looking at me all the time. People are not judging me all the time. It is me. It's that little voice in my head judging me all the time. And, and being able to stop that, which I, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at doing it now, I don't, you know, I don't care if somebody, if I'm dancing behind the desk and somebody walks in, I might grin, you know, and act a little, you know, goofy about it, but I truly don't care. Mm -hmm. 
where, you know, years ago, I would definitely care about that. So that whole idea of, I am not the center of the universe. I'm just the center of my universe. Right. Yeah, really helps. I wonder how much that theme is a... So we kind of got on topic. We, we should probably get back to what you wanted to do, which is only talking about our good qualities. <laughs> oh, we've been pretty well, positive. Yeah, well, I guess this is talking about our, our good changes. Yeah, our made. good changes. Um, I wonder, because I, you know, you kind of look at the world through your own lens and your own experiences, but I wonder how much of this particular thing is an issue in everybody's life. Because I feel like a lot of times people are like most people are super worried about what other people think and I want to put other people at ease. Like I wish there was some like sticker you could wear. It's like, I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> I I will enjoy it if it's my, my thing. If I don't enjoy it, I will leave you be. Do yeah. not worry. I will not try to stop you. Maybe I should make a t-shirt that says that. Yeah. Like something like, uh, uh, I don't know how to sum that up like all in a nice tidy sentence like whatever you're doing is fine with me if I don't like it I'll just leave I won't try to stop you <laughs> or something <laughs> and then on the back says and if I like it let's be friends <laughs> or something like that you know oh I just had a I just had a business idea that we should talk about offline okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I think I think that that would I think our talking about that and putting it out there, maybe we'll start that conversation with people. And even when you're not worried about what other people are thinking, but just to be able to not stop yourself because what you think. You know, and there, we talked about this before, like the idea that people won't try things anymore mm -hmm. because of I might fail. Right. Is it's ludicrous to a child. They will try anything. That's how they learn how to walk. That's how they learn Can how to imagine? do yeah. everything. If we treated everything we try to learn as an adult uh, the same way as kids did, we'd probably learn it just as well. Oh, yeah. Maybe not quite as well because you can't just learn language without... But maybe you can. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Maybe you can. Maybe if you spend enough time in a language and you just start blabbing what people are saying... Like, just literally repeating what they're saying. Just the same way Everett did. Like, when Sunjan's saying, hey, Effer. And then, <laughs> and then Everett, the rest of the car ride home, is saying, hey, Effer. <laughs> effing guy. <laughs> effing guy. What? Well, just think, if, if children acted like adults, they would never learn to eat. Because they would never use a fork. Oh, yeah. They would never use a spoon because... You look stupid. You look it. stupid. It drops in the floor. You got to try it a million times. Yeah, yeah. You miss your mouth. It's everywhere. We don't care. They absolutely... They just want to get the food in their mouth and they want to use what their parents are using. They want to use the fork. Um, if we could just take a little of that yeah. every day, you know, the first... The, anything that you want to you do, be a child. Oh, you know what? There's lots of that in like the Bible and the Quran and all oh, of that. Right, like, yeah. be, be like a child. Be yeah. like a child. Huh. <laughs> yeah, even like uh, the way they meet people. They can just say hi. Hi. Yeah. You well, can do that when, with anybody. When, when August was born and they were at the hospital and we were outside, Everett and I were outside, every time somebody walked by and go, I got a baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Did you get any video of that? No, I wasn't oh. smart enough to do that. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, 
Yeah. You were probably too busy living the moment. I, probably, I, don't know, I was enjoying <laughs> it. No, it's funny because um, let's talk about video for a second because I think this is really interesting. Um, people do use video and photos as a crutch to they don't know how to interact in this moment, right? That's why you see people holding iPads in front of their faces when they're at a concert. They don't know how, they don't know that, oh, right, that feeling that I have that I need to do something, oh, that's my body wanting to dance <laughs> or like scream or something. Or so sing I'm, or something. But that's too embarrassing. Not embarrassing. It's just filming it. And it's just funny that this is totally neither here nor there really, but I just think it's interesting because like for me, like, <clears throat> I, well, okay, here. So Casey... <laughs> Maybe you could finish one of those sentences. <laughs> I'm so excited. So Casey Neistat, my favorite vlogger, he put it out there in one of his vlogs. He goes, I need help deciding on a birthday present for my wife. And then people are like, oh, maybe put the camera away for a day and just pay attention to her. And I'm like, I totally get why you would say that. But for him, it, that's not detracting from his everyday life he is not using that to replace interaction with somebody that is part of his like makeup right because like when i film something when i film stuff it's like it's a very meaningful thing to me and it makes my life more enjoyable it makes me appreciate it more it's all these things it's not like a cigarette like you know a cigarette sometimes you don't know what to do with your fingers or whatever you don't know what to do in a social situation uh I don't know exactly where I'm going with that, but it just seems somehow irrelevant. Well, yeah. I've... What time is it? I don't know. It's uh, 4.49. Okay. We got a guest at the studio. Yes, we do. Because so we have we're going to wrap it up meeting. in a minute. It's Rebecca. You feel free to come in and have a seat. <laughs> I'm just recording a podcast. No, no, no. Come on in. Come on in. Um, no, I, I, I think that there is... It is relevant because there, I think it goes back to the theme of trying to find meaning in your life by connecting with people and, and all the crutches that we're using could really be really good tools for doing that as long as as you're still having the interaction and that you're not replacing it with a screen. Right. And like that, There was some study out about how the number of people who are forming real couples, not, not real couples, that's probably a bad way to say it, but their marriages or families being started in college campuses the way they used to be is is way down because people are looking at their phones as they're walking across mm -hmm. campus when they're doing everything they're spending. They're in the union, they're on their phones, and they are missing that interaction with the actual human being. Um well, see, I wonder how that works exactly because I, I, when I was in college, like walking down the street and just talking to a stranger like mortified me, right? So now if I were doing it, instead of that mortification, then I would just play with my phone. The mortification would be less, but the result would still be the same for me. So I wonder if what happens is, is like it just gives more opportunity. In the past, it gave more opportunity for where somebody would be mortified, but then every now and then one person would like, pop out, out of the mortification and be like oh i can just talk to somebody yeah like like you're in the library and and you reach for the same book you can actually talk to each other right um but that doesn't happen apparently it's not happening as much as it used to but i, I don't i don't think i don't think that that's necessarily a, a, 
that the screens are, are, are a bad thing, whatever yeah. it is that you're using. It's just that you just have to be careful not to replace your communication with people or use it as a way not to break out of your mortification. Right. You know, it's funny you should mention that because I remember one time I was at the library here and I was in a aisle with a girl and we both were looking for the same book. And then when we when I was when we found out we were both looking for the same book, I let her have it. But then I didn't like try to get her number. I was going to say, <laughs> wouldn't that have been the perfect time to go? We're interested in the same thing. I mean, like I would. That I, was I actually, quite a few years ago. I was. I actually met somebody and, and went on a couple of dates when I was in college with someone that I met at the library. Um, Doing that. Yeah, we didn't reach for the same book, but we were in the same aisle, which you know was like philosophy or something. So. We, it turned out we weren't really compatible at all, so we only just like went out for uh-huh. you know, a couple yeah. of times. But I would think that that, that would be uh, the exact kind of thing that you'd want to have happen if you want to meet someone or make a connection with someone. If you're actually in a place that exudes what you want, you know, or or your interests, you know, it might be a. I think now with all the changes you've made, you'd have got her number. I probably would have. <laughs> I probably would have at least tried. Yeah. But I don't know. I, it's uh, my default. But you weren't ready then. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Like it's, I can, it's funny how you can wish you had done things differently while at the same time being like, if I had done things differently, I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And I wouldn't have the knowledge and fortitude and like behavior that I have now. Yeah. It's like it's essential. Like some of the things like I've like recently that I've been like, man, I wish I could have just changed that. But it made me who I am now. Well, and you it literally made me who you I am. and we, and we've documented it in the podcast. You are so enjoying the change, <clears throat> making the change over from that person who was too embarrassed to do anything to now just being yourself more and more and more and more, regardless of what the social norms are um, and you're learning that when someone says, you know, you're just going to have to learn how the world works someday, you know, that's not how it is. And these kids, they just got, you know, whatever that, yeah. you know, adults say <laughs> just doesn't have to be true. It, it just doesn't have to be true that you have to do it a certain way. Life is not, is not set in stone how it has to be done. You know, however you get there doesn't, you know, you're going to, you're going to live a certain amount of time and how you get to that, everything in between birth and death is actually your life. It's not that you're trying to figure out how to get to some endpoint. And I think the way you've gotten there has allowed you to enjoy it even more because you can look back to see, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> ooh. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think everybody, when you make that decision to change your life and to be aware of what you're doing, it makes it so much more satisfying that you, well, that's the meaning in your life. Oh my goodness! You could not have ended it any better. <laughs> okay, so I think the conclusion is that uh, you get to find the own meaning, your own meaning in life. Yep. And uh, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. Bye. <laughs>